listening to Coffee Talk with Father Brad. Yeah! Happy, 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 happy Easter! I feel bad saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you, if this had been a regular Easter, well, if this had been a regular Holy Saturday, you would have already Absolutely. I, in been fact, celebrating all, Easter. Every single one of my Easter's as a priest... I've started at 9 a.m. because I'm a rule-breaking doo-doo head. <laughs> no, you're just pre-Vatican II. <laughs> that isn't, I've never been accused of that, I don't think. <laughs> so, um, that, so okay. we'll get, we'll get to, we'll get later to why, um, why that's the case, why I would already be celebrating. Um, but you're listening to this, if you're listening out there, you're listening to this at either Sunday morning or beyond, and it is the Easter time. So happy Easter from the Quizzical Papist. Yay, happy Easter. Um, and I know it's a little different this year or a lot different, depending on where you are and where you're listening from and what your family situation is and what your job situation is. And we want to stay cognizant of that. And so, um, but it doesn't change the fact that the objective grace of the sacraments is real, even if you can't receive them, and or, or physically right now, um, and that Christ is risen, and He destroys death, and He destroys pain, and destroys tears. Even if we have the tears, um, they're destroyed. So one day, um, the tears will be wiped away, as Revelation says. So Amen. happy, happy Easter! Maybe this is the most Eastery of Easter's <laughs> <laughs> that we've experienced because it's not all consolation. Yeah. Ha, uh, whenever we go back, hopefully we can go back still in the Easter season, right? And then we can celebrate. Dude, that would stink for a lot of people if like you had to skip <laughs> over the entire Easter season. It's, it's Easter just season. like from Lent to ordinary time. <laughs> oh no. That would be rough. Yeah. We're, we're taking extraordinary measures to celebrate in our home. So, <laughs> And I am taking extraordinary measures to to be, make sure people can celebrate in their home. Yeah. Uh, at least with the, with the visuals of the mass and the prayers of the church. I, I finally had a successful setup of a live stream. Did you see it? Did you mm -hmm. see me? Oh, you didn't. No. I, I'll have to send you a link to St. Margaret's. I set up uh, the veneration of the Holy cross, like the true cross. And I did P and dubs. Like I was channeling my inner tray. P and, and dubs. Trey did P and dubs at father Dan's masses. Oh, that's awesome. We, we, yeah. uh, we have our canters and stuff, but, but yeah, we set it up and it was just so weird. You're sitting in a church by yourself and it's like, you're talking to the whole world and you're like, yeah, it's don't weird. mess up. Don't mess up. I mean, it's kind of like podcasting, right? Like we sit in a room and drink beer and have a good time as friends. And then like people all around the country and the world, and the world. I guess, uh, like know who we are and that's weird. <laughs> Not that this podcast is like super huge, but like there are people across the country who have been like, hey, I know you from the Quizzical Famous. <laughs> like that's, awesome. that's weird. Well, <laughs> except streaming is different because it, you can't edit it. That's true. It just is, is what it is. And uh, it's kind of nerve wracking. So I had to, had to just take a breath before I went live. But it took this whole fiasco of like getting a, a 200 foot Cat5 cable, stringing it from the rectory all the way to the church, setting up, downloading OBS, blah, 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 all this other technical stuff. <laughs> that blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I, I could like open a freaking TV station now. 
fact, I'm sure a lot of priests get across the country at this point. That's true. Y'all okay. should just start the new EWTN, like run by priests. Just like ah. parish priest EWTN. Um, okay. So first off, Grace, or second off, what do you think about my man bun? Like, should I get it? Gonna be a no for me. <laughs> it's okay. But you're every, just gonna do what you're gonna do, so I exactly. can't stop you. <laughs> every every person uh, who who critiques me or says no, it makes me want to get it more. And I, I think that's a I think that's a defect in my my spiritual life. But I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm cool with it. Um, it. It's either I'm getting a mullet, a tonsure, or a man bun. You have to pick which one. Tonsure. Oh no! That's that's not even. You gave even, me the option. That's not even culturally acceptable. <laughs> if I tonsure, I would literally be ruining my ability to to like minister to people. You should probably get a mullet if you live in South Louisiana. Am I right? <laughs> Zinga. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, Father Peter got a man bun, but it was because he lived in Boulder. You know what I'm saying? Ham. So he it, like fit in with the culture. Yeah, but we're online now, so this is a digital continent. So it just is what it is. I can't get a haircut. It's going to be another whole month probably into May. And and I think you should grow. Do not try to cut it yourself. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I am not. Don't worry. I'm letting Leslie do that. Oh. But I think every guy should grow out their hair at least once in their life for a couple of reasons. One, because so many people in history, so many men in history have worn it that way. Um, Maybe even the Lord himself a uh, two, Samson said, you lose your strength when you cut off your hair. And I want to tear down some pillars of some 1950s churches and rebuild them. A uh, three, uh, because it gives me sympathy and empathy for all the ladies out there who usually wear their hair long. I'd be able to sympathize and empathize. And look at your wet hair. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out on the podcast. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, um, what we're going to do, do you have any banter you want to say? You want to bring up? <laughs> banter, 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 banter. I'm just chilling. I'm, I'm, I'm a little stir crazy. I am not going to lie. I mean, the thing is, I've been working my butt off. Um, I've had more work than normal. Um, so, it hasn't been just like going around my house, like doing nothing, but it's been like, my home, my living space has become my workspace. And I'm sure this is the case for a lot of people. And uh, so now I feel like I need to get out because it's like, I got away from the work, you know? Um, But there's very few places to go. So, (laughs) but I'm grateful that the weather is beautiful. So thank you, Jesus. This is such a grace day right here. Like mm-hmm. in multiple ways, like grace, Sunshine. like given by God, but it's also like your favorite kind of day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yesterday when you said that um, you have so much more work because all the kids and the emails, I, I thought about it and it made me do, you're right. Like usually you can talk to all 30 of them in a class at once. Right. This is talking to individuals like mm-hmm. individuals. It's crazy. Well, and the other thing too, is that you can, you can guarantee at least that they have ear space in your classroom. Whereas like with the email, I send out tons of like email blasts to all my students, but it's not the same as being in the same room because like if the kid never opens it, he never opens it. But if he's in my classroom, he can't get away. <laughs> you know? I love how you, so. you, you instinctively say he, when you're talking about individuals I'm just speaking from experience. Age who don't open emails. <laughs> 
Actually, no, it's really not just guys. It's like, it's bad across the board, across the board. It really is. But, uh, but yeah, you know what, you know what? Jesus rose to destroy that tendency in us to not open emails. (laughs) So they are going to open them from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not afraid of that. Okay. So what I wanted to do quite simply is share our favorite Easter story, our favorite Easter experience, or maybe maybe not favorite, but just an Easter experience that, that you want to share about just your life, even recently, in the past, what y'all did as a family, just, just for a little light, uh, wholesome, as opposed to the other content we produce, which is not so wholesome. I'm just joking. <laughs> that just sounded weird. <laughs> okay. So, um, do you want to go first or me? I feel like your story is really cool. So, I'll go first so that you can have the better story. Um, I, I don't really have, I don't really have like a particular, I guess, experience that I remember. I mean, growing up, I always loved, my mom was always really good at celebrating like all the holidays. And we had like all these little cute decorations and stuff like that for every holiday throughout the year. And so I just remember liking Easter because it was springy and sunny and we had egg hunts and we dyed eggs, you know, we did all that kind of stuff, oh, yeah. which was fun. But, um, yeah, and I remember one particular Easter we went to visit my grandparents in Annapolis and it was snowing and that was terrible. And I was like, this should never be like it is on Easter. <laughs> but I guess wait, people wait, up wait, north wait. experience that all the time. Was this? Hold on, let me guess the year. Let me guess the year because I, I don't I remember. know what year it was. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna guess it anyway. <laughs> was it two thousand and seven? Mm. It could have been, huh? It could have been. Because I I would have been a junior in high school then. And I feel like maybe it was, or maybe a senior. I remember. No, I would have been a junior. In yeah. Louisiana, it was April. Easter was yeah. in April. And Louisiana was, it was, it got down to like 38 in at St. Ben's at the Abbey for Easter for the vigil. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, it's got to be cold up north. It was either... It was either 2007 or 2008 because I remember I visited Catholic U because I was thinking about going to school there. Um, it was that Easter. So it was either my junior or senior year of high school. So probably. But um, but yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. But then I think most recently, um, I mean, obviously the last couple of years we've been doing the Crawlalooyah Bash, which we're mm. sad that we can't do at least in a big way this year. But, um, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but, uh, so that's, that's always, I know, (laughs) but like, but nobody, I mean, obviously we can't do a big thing, but like Kralia has been really great. That's always on Easter Monday. Um, we just have a big party in my backyard or my driveway or wherever. And, uh, anyway, so, so we'll, let's inform everyone because there's this distortion of culture. Well, we talked about this already on the podcast. Oh, we did. Okay. Never yeah. Mind. People always want to have crawfish boils on good Friday, by the way, shout out to father Andrew Merrick, who's my pastor who literally looks straight into the camera at his live stream mass on, uh, when was that? I think it was Holy Thursday night. And he was like, Oh no, he, he sent out a video. That's what it was, uh, to the whole parish just about Holy week and like the celebration of Holy week. And he looks straight into the camera, like more than normal. And he goes, do not have a crawfish boil on good Friday. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> it was awesome. Cause I've heard people would be like, Oh, you probably shouldn't whatever. But he like straight up just said, like commanded his parishioners <laughs> not okay. to have a crawfish boil. <laughs> couple of things, couple of things there. 
<laughs> one, everyone who's probably watching the live yeah, probably on already. Thursday is not yeah. doing a crawfish bowl. Yeah. Two, I have a confession to make. Oh, no. I'm Maybe. not a priest. And this is Zoom, so... <laughs> I got a confession to make. I ate crawfish yesterday. Oh, well, eating, like, if you had a couple of crawfish yesterday, that's not a big deal. But if you have yeah. a freaking boil and invite your entire family and well, have what a happened, party this on is, Good Friday. This is what happened. It was my only meal. I really did do the fast. It was small, a couple of crawfish. But, like, parishioners just showed up. They had a boil. We didn't, I didn't tell them you didn't to command your prisoners. <laughs> I didn't look at the camera and say, don't do it. So they literally dropped off an ice chest of crawfish for me and father Jamin. And, oh, that's awesome. And I really felt like they, they gave this to us and I still have a meal to eat. So I ate, <laughs> I ate the crawfish. It was, it was bad. I felt a little bad. Like I've never ripped crawfish's heads off and felt as bad as I did that day. Well, but, I was going to say most recently besides, uh, probably uh, like actual Easter experiences because uh, I'm not from Louisiana originally, but I'm usually in Louisiana because of Crawlelia being the next day. Um, I'm usually not with my family because I don't have any family that lives here. So uh, a couple Easter's ago, I was really just kind of alone. Like I didn't have anywhere to go. My roommates all had family around and so they were with their families. And um, so the, the Fauches, Chase and Laura, shout out, um, they were like, hey, like, you should come uh, to our families for Easter. So they did. Went a, to like the I went to all the Fauches. So like literally it was, we went to Laura's uh, grandma's house in New Orleans. And then we went to Chase's family, extended family's house in New Orleans, like his aunt and uncle's house. Um, and so like all day long, it was like a their family extravaganza. And I just like hung out with all the cousins and... <laughs> ate That's all the good epic. food and stuff and it was amazing so. That's like Chalmette classic Louisiana yeah Chalmette Easter what is that oh look don't like? say Chalmette it's oh, Araby, Araby. Araby <laughs> but it wasn't Araby it was his aunt and uncle they lived I know in, but they're uh, from Lakeview. Araby and they got that <laughs> okay so my story is and we alluded to it earlier um every Easter or Holy Saturday of my priesthood um from the very beginning I would celebrate the vigil mass at Angola prison. So it's the state prison in Louisiana. Um, we have a, an enormous prison system. Um, and, and this is a lot of the, these guys are in for life. Um, and one of the chaplains, Jay Jackson reached out to me as a, as a young priest. And, and you learn this quickly after you get ordained. Um, if you're young and you're all zealous, like everyone asks you to do stuff cause you're probably going to say yes. <laughs> so I said, yes. I was like, yes, I will. Yeah, I will say any better. Yeah. Well, I would have said yes anyway. And, um, so there hasn't been an Easter that I haven't said mass with the trustees, mostly trustees, um, not all, but the guys who can come to mass cause it depends on which camp they're at and this and that. Um, but it's usually the same guys cause they're all part of the Catholic, um, basically like campus ministry, but it's like Angola Perfect. campus ministry, right? It's, yeah. um, and they minister to each other. Guys come in, I've baptized, um, men, I've confirmed men almost every year as a priest. Yeah. And these guys are all in for different reasons, but there was this, that first Easter morning or it was, it was Saturday morning. 
So I'm there. We we actually went and practiced. I went the week before and like went did a practice with the altar servers and they have musicians and guys are playing piano and all this stuff. And um and I get there and it's 9 a.m. So it's sun's just beaming. It's hot. I'm outside with a fire and all the prayers are saying, you know, in this night and, and it's <laughs> darkness and the light shines and I'm <laughs> And all the other like denominations are kind of other places. And they're like looking over like, what are these crazy Catholics doing? <laughs> um, they got a fire. They're like burning stuff. Um, and we have incense. Wait, wait. Pause button. Yeah. Are, you, are you not allowed to do an Easter fire? This year? Yeah, this year. No, you can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. Why? It's just that this is the Vatican. The Vatican gave yeah. us directives. For I know. Life. That's what I, I saw it on Twitter. And I was like... It's, it was weird to me that that was excluded, like that priests couldn't do that themselves, you know? That was yeah. interesting. But maybe just because it's like a procession, right, from the yeah. back of the church and stuff. And like, why yeah. would you process if you're the only one there? <laughs> well, we processed. W- yeah. Wait till you see our Easter vigil video. It's pretty fire, literally. <laughs> um, we have Father Jamin processing from the back and we put little candles in the pews. You know that priest in Italy? He yeah, put they all put the all the faces. <laughs> Well, I, I put a candle for all of our parishioners and they lit oh, up wow. the fuse. It's pretty That's it's nice. awesome. I'm hoping to make a lot of our parishioners. Glad you didn't cry. burn down your beautiful new church. <laughs> well, I haven't checked on it recently. We left them lit. So. Oh my gosh. I'm just joking. We didn't. Okay. <laughs> so I'm in Angola. I'm in the prison. I had to go through security. I had to get checked. Like, am I carrying drugs? Am I carrying? And I'm like, actually carrying wine, which is illegal. <laughs> um, and so I get through illegally with wine. I'm smuggling it in and I get to this place and we're saying mass and we finally get to the Eucharist and I'm giving communion in this. And I see down this and I've seen this guy before. I hadn't seen him at mass though. And he's coming down the aisle and this man's got a demon tattooed on his forehead, just a demon, like the ugliest, most satanic looking demon tattooed on his forehead. And I'm so thinking, crazy. And I'm thinking, well, first I'm saying the body of Christ, all these other people. And I'm thinking like, wow, like, is this guy a Catholic? Is he converted? Is he, is he a Christian? Is he living his faith? And then he like walks up and, and I say the body of Christ. He says, amen. And then he opens his mouth and receives on the tongue. And in that moment, like I knew just by the way he received, I knew like how devoted he, devoted he was and how devout. And and I asked guys later and I talked to him and he had been in, I mean, he was in for various reasons, but even within the jail, there's like drug cartels and, and, and gangs. And he was in charge of one and he got the tattoo while in prison. Yikes. And then he had a conversion in prison and now he's part of this campus ministry. And, and to me, that was, and I preached about it that night. So then I preached that night at the parish and I was like, do you want to know what Easter is about? <laughs> do you want to know? It's about this dude with a demon tattooed on his forehead receiving the Eucharist. Christians are like, what? what? <laughs> and you're, and you're no. like ritzy suburban parish. <laughs> yeah. All these, all these very privileged, wealthy people in the, and I'm like crying and father, father, Mike <laughs> loved it. Father Mike was, it was like the I'm only sure. time, it was the only time he ever told me it was a good homily. <laughs> like legitimately, he was like, that was good. That was good. Um, because I was just like, who hurt you, Billy Joel? <laughs> who hurt you, Billy Joel? <laughs> What priest yelled at you? What teacher slapped your hand? I love how you suddenly became like British. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but I, I yell because I just felt it. It was like, this is what Easter's about. It's the resurrection. It's Jesus like entering the tomb. And this dude had some tombs, right? He was in the tomb. He had a freaking demon tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> I was hitting my forehead just now in case you didn't see it. And then Jesus isn't afraid of that. You think Jesus is afraid of your freaking demon tattoo? It's true. He's not. No, Grace. So you can one day get that tattoo <laughs> I will removed. not. I will not get a tattoo. You can get that teardrop tattoo taken off. Of your nothing wrong with tattoos, people, but demon tattoos might be something wrong with that. Yeah, don't do that. But basically, <laughs> Jesus was okay with receiving him back. And he has power over even the depths of distorted, um, sinful drug culture of our state prisons. Amen. Hallelujah. Both of us pause. <laughs> We're we like, should that? we say it? <laughs> should we say it? <laughs> okay, that's all I got. Yep. That's all I got too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Can you do some uh can you do some housekeeping with me? Well, Not I guess I have to. You know what I'm talking about. Not- I do. Now, I got to literally come over there and clean your house. <laughs> I don't need to be. We got Father Jamin. That okay. is accurate. Okay, so first, let's talk let's start with page oh, let's start with around the world. We're going around the world and Grace Elizabeth Grace Kraus. Guess what happened? What? I want you to guess. You talked to a guy in Australia. Dang it, you got me. Okay, <laughs> so what we finally got we finally got an international listener from Australia, particularly, to reach out. My dude, Hooray! Kurt Shalinor. I don't know if that's how you say it. Is that how you say it? I don't know. <laughs> Kurt says, hi, Father Brad. Greetings from the north coast of New South Wales in Australia. That sounds so legit. Just touching base to thank you and Grace for the Quizzical Papers podcast. I really look forward to this dropping into my podcast app each week. It is a lot of fun. The podcast drips. Wait, this is, he knows my heart. This podcast drips with Louisiana hospitality and charm. (laughs) And charm. Uh, The format (laughs) is always interesting and you put so much effort into the questions. And I think he's meaning you because we're crap together. You put a lot of effort. I do. Love the Coffee Talk episodes too. I work in Catholic education over here in our diocese and I really appreciate what Grace brings to these sessions. Yeah. Please pass on my regards. Thanks, Consider them past. Uh, I'll have to come and say hi if ever I'm in New Orleans. Yeah. Mardi Gras next year. Next year. Don't bring any viruses. (laughs) Don't bring any viruses. I've also left an iTunes review to help spread the word. Thanks again for all that you do. Thanks, Kurt. Thank you, Kurt. We want to visit you, to be real. I've never been to Australia. I want to go ride a kangaroo into the sunset. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) I'll I'll get beat up by a kangaroo is what will happen. Probably. I was wondering if he was uh, anywhere. I don't remember where Bishop Umbers is. I think in Australia. uh, I'm not going to say because I'll just get it wrong and I'll just make everyone sad. (laughs) Okay. So that's our around the world. Australia's listening. What's up, world? Uh, if you are somewhere else, if you're Canada, I want a war between Canada and Australia. I want a Commonwealth war. Britain, you want to take it to your brothers and sisters who are who are who are not as cool as you because they're just Commonwealth and you are the real deal. 
Did oh I just insult goodness. everybody? <laughs> I think so. I think you, I think you did. Yep. Well, then reach out and let us know. <laughs> Send us an email at quizzicalpapist at gmail.com. Kurt, I was just joking about the Commonwealth thing. Three. Count it. Three new patrons. Three. Three. That's exciting. Okay. First, Mary Gala. So uh, she says, my sister, so Mary Gala signed up. Um, I believe she is a $5 patron. So Nice. Get her yeah, on the show. She's definitely a $5 patron. So one day she says, my sister is in Tacoma, Washington, and she told me about this podcast and I live in Mobile, Alabama. Woo. Shout out. Wait, what's her name? Uh, Mary Gala. Mary Gala. I know Gallies, G-A-L-L-E. No, it's no. G-A-L-L-A. Oh, okay. She says, Mary, you hey, probably know my people. My pe- send up people to your people. Uh, hate that I'm so late to the game. My son is at McGill. Yeah, jackets, jacket wait, wait, wait. nation. Let's listen up. She's a, he's a McGill tooling grad and a Franciscan senior. Woo! Yeah, doubles. Uh, yeah, and my, her daughter starts McGill tooling in the fall as a Catholic geek and a Je- Jeopardy wannabe. I love this podcast, which is basically our demographic right i have no desire to be on jeopardy because i would just freeze and get everything wrong <laughs> i know <Mike's laughs> too much pressure so, mike tells me he's like you do fine i'm like i think you overestimate a lot about <laughs> me um okay then we have marianne uh dion d-e-i-o-n and she's a five dollar patron thanks for joining up and then amber hansen is a five dollar oh, oh is a three dollar patron and i love her email well I, i'm not gonna give her email address <laughs> I almost publicly gave privacy. (laughs) I'm I'm very bad. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, Marianne. Praise God for you. And then finally, we have one more review. I love the I love the simplicity of this review. It just says it's it's from Catholic Geek ninety two, which again our brand. (laughs) The title says awesome with five stars, and then it just says, "I love this show." (laughs) So love it. We love the show too. Well, I don't know about Grace, but I do. It's my baby. <laughs> I know. The show is my, my baby. I know. My baby. It's just very <laughs> it's very classic awkward. Brand. Can you can you tell that this is quarantine style right now? Like <laughs> I I'm, can really tell. I have a quarantine headache. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'll let you go take some Tylenol for that. And it's been great for uh, for Easter to have y'all listen to us. <laughs> I'm just going to go now. God bless you all. Peace. Bye. We love you. <laughs> that was ridiculous.